Genesis House, FirstNet, built with AT&T, and the Friends in Recovery podcast are proud to bring you Answering the Call, the First Responders podcast. Join your hosts, Podfather, Jersey Ed, and Noontime with Skylar Noon, as they address the real issues of first responders' health and wellness, from physical and mental health to relationships and work-life balance. Answering the Call, the First Responders podcast, is available on Facebook, Podbean, iTunes, and YouTube, as well as iHeartRadio, 24 hours a day, seven days a week. Now, here are your friends in recovery, Answering the Call. Hey, everybody. Welcome to Answering the Call, the First Responders podcast, sponsored by FirstNet, built by AT&T. Are you out there, Ed? <laughs> I am here. I'm listening. I'm fascinated that you do that so well, Podfather. Oh, Ed here, guys. You've no, been. Really, pa- yeah. I know. I know. I call him on the phone. He's driving. Uh, Podfather First Net built by AT and T. How can I help you? First <laughs> Net built it. by AT and T. How can I help oh, you? It's all my calls. Now. It's all my answering machine. <laughs> he has his answering machine at home. <laughs> <laughs> really, Podfather. Yep, yep. I have it right next to my satellite. <laughs> <laughs> And your cable TV box. Remember those boxes that we used to hit and right. push the buttons down, right? Remember that? So my VHS. <laughs> your VHS. What, what was the other one? The beta player. Remember yeah, yeah. The beta? Beta, beta, beta Max. Beta Max. That's player. right. Oh, that's right. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So. The big DVDs. Like that's right. That's oh, right. yeah, yeah, yeah. Laser, laser discs. Laser discs. Yep. Good Lord. Hey, we're, we're, my... we're showing our age, guys. <laughs> what, what is this, like, old-timers show here yeah, on yeah, ATC? Yeah. <laughs> hey, it's a real pleasure to, uh, to be able to have a podcast directly directly yeah. for you know um first responders police fire corrections ems veterans um we touch all bases with this podcast and um you know anybody out there that's looking for help mental health substance abuse uh stress anxiety whatever we're, we're here for you absolutely that, yep Podfather, uh, you mind if i give a couple numbers out before we start no, why, why don't you do that before Good. i introduce a guest um go ahead all right, guys. So every uh, this is not a helpline. We'll give you the helpline later too. Um, but um, the the phone number um, to get in contact with us is six one seven three seven nine one one six three. And that's if you want to be a guest on the show, just like Rich is today. Um, you know, contact us on that line. Um, that's if you want to have any comments or any concerns or anything that you want to um, get a hold of us. It is not a helpline, guys. It is not answered. It's you just leave recording and we come, we refer, we get back to you. I can't stress that enough. Um, also help at friends and recovery podcast.com is a place where you can send your email. You can send, um, you know, podfather a letter, um, good or bad, but normally they're all always good. Um, but if you also want to be a guest on a show, you can send me, um, you know, uh, an email that way also. And that is it. Podfather, um, like subscribe, um, you know, check us out and, our Facebook pages, friends in recovery, um, uh, friends in recovery. This is usually Skyler stuff. Friends in recovery community of support or friends in recovery podcast. Uh, answering the call is uh, our Facebook pages. So they've been very busy, uh, huh? Friends in recovery uh, community has been very busy. Yeah, yeah. We're gonna on our other show. You can listen to some of the things that we do. Go over right. to uh, friends in recovery um, the podcast and listen to some of the stuff that we do over there. So okay. Podfather, who well, we have today? Who's that, today, that wonderful man sitting good, next to you? My good friend, Bob Pacheco. Bob's a um, deputy superintendent out of the Barica House of Correction, Middlesex County Sheriff's Department. He's been there 28 years. Wow. Um, he's a supervisor, got great personality, funny guy. He's a new father. He's got a brand new son. Uh, Congratulations. Six, six, six Jack. 
Jack Pacheco. He's adorable. Uh, I'll tell you. Um, his, <clears throat> what was I going to say? You worked the second shift. Yep, three to eleven. Three to eleven. He's running late today, but he stopped by just to help us out. <laughs> <laughs> I, I think it's important to also know that um, his, his um, his girlfriend is 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 is. Significant, significant <laughs> other. That's it. So, yeah. So, so, so. She's she's a captain or a lieutenant. Captain. She's a captain. Wow. Extremely bright woman, personable. Wow. Um, just uh, I'll tell you, Kara is a um, she's a real deal, and um, she's been out there for fourteen years. Fourteen years. And she, uh, her, and another girl went to the academy. A friend of mine, Athena, and. Uh, they went to the academy together, and these are two of the best uh, officers you're ever going to meet. I worked there for a short time, 14 months. I know what it takes to work there. Mm. Not an easy place to work. And uh, I'll tell you, these girls have – I take either one of them as a partner, hands down. They're just uh, so squared away. But um, God, anyway, good. I think it's important to say that because, good. you know, people think of corrections. They think of men all the time. Yeah. They, and they work in a men's prison and not an easy place to be. I think the inmates are easy for them to handle. It's it's the uh, the the CEOs and the upper echelon are tough. But <laughs> and it looks well, like he's a, he looks like he's a Michigan fan too. Is that what that is there? Oh, yeah. You never know what he's going to be wearing. He <laughs> come in tomorrow. He could have the LA, LA uh, Compton. Oh, he's got his Compton hat. Oh yeah, he puts his hat on sideways. Oh my god, yeah, he does. Uh, he has a hat. Compton, he really uh, does. <laughs> well, welcome to the show, Rich, uh, Rich Bob, or wh whoever you are over there. Yeah. You the guy sitting next to the Podfather. <laughs> so, um, talk a little bit about your job, what, what you do, and how long you've been doing it. All right. Uh, well, started off in '93, actually in Cambridge, which is uh, down towards the uh, Boston Garden uh, Museum of Science. Here, the tall skyscraper is actually was a jail at the top floor. It's, mm, it's a good restaurant water. now, actually. The yeah, Clink. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It knows the area. Yeah, yeah, they yeah, do. They yeah, do. Yeah, they yeah. do. Uh, then they closed that down. They moved us up here to Bill Record probably about six years ago. So I've been on the 4 to 12 slash 3 to 11 for 25 years. And for three years, I was 11 to 7 as a caseworker in between. Wow. I got promoted. But no, it's just every day. Anything like you see on TV, you know, all the stuff goes crazy. You know, a lot of the you know, beating up images. They don't do anything like that. <laughs> get, get custody and control because no one wants to lose their pension or get sued or something like that. 90% right. of the job is just... Uh, like verbal judo is talking to people and mm -hmm. de-escalating people, you know, because yeah. they had a bad day in here and there's, there's not much more I can do to them. They've already got their freedom taken away. So I have not much more I can do. So yeah. they try to get them, you know, help and get them back on the street and stuff like that. And they have a lot yeah. of different programs. When they started now for staff and inmates, it, you know, it's light years ahead of when I started and stuff like that. Mm. I, I like the um, care, custody and control, you know, and, um, Society in general, they're not aware. I mean, they might have a neighbor who's a correctional officer and they see them coming and going in their uniform and they really don't have an understanding until you've actually walked into the Middlesex County Sheriff's Department and House of Correction, Burke House of Correction, and paid attention to what's going on. I mean, it's it's a well-run organization. Hey, yeah. yep. um, it's a dangerous job, I think. Uh, it can be a very dangerous job if you don't have the mindset right you know and um i, I like what bob just said about um a verbal judo you know mm -hmm. uh, that's uh, a good that's a good analogy that's that's really good never thought of it that way right how about the officers um do you think um i know you've had suicides out there um you know this is, i actually worked there for a short time as a, as a therapist three years um mm -hmm. as the uh, eap coordinator and um 
one of the officers had committed suicide, young young man named Teddy Dilling, nice, nice young man. Um, and it kind of brought everybody together for a short time anyway. Yeah, yeah. But Bob, if you don't mind, just talk about the stresses of the job. Like, um, basically, well, my father was a firefighter for 20 something years in Cambridge, he retired, but police and fire, the two different things is police actually get outside, you can actually deal with the public and see real people. Once we're inside here, we're locked in. We don't have phones on us or nothing like that. There's no, we have no weapons at all. So you have to deal with people on a one-on-one basis. Like you said, a lot of my heat and stuff like that. And then the stresses, you know, you know, you don't know what, you know, you're going to go home tonight or you're going to get in trouble if you don't do the right thing, you know, by, you know, get suspended or something. So it's always, you always have to be on, on your game and every day is different. You don't, mm. it isn't repetition. You're locked in every day. You take the one time on the installment plan. Like mm. hours at a time, <laughs> yep. you know, right, so right. you get yeah. to go home. The, the uh, inmates of detainees don't because it's actually a, a jail slash house of correction. So we've got, we have a lot of people like that's where the Cambridge jail was where I worked. They, you know, get arrested, could be anything, you know, grabbing all the license and they hold them in jail. And, and so they're getting out. Some of the people that got arrested are, are innocent, so they have their day in court. And then the yeah. other people get house time, they get like two and a half years or something like that. But we have like murderers, rape, or stuff like that. But then they go on to like the state correctional system. Mm-hmm. So, but right. they're all in the same uh, building. And, it's always moving. Right, it's always moving around. Just, right. you, and as a supervisor, you know, we have a great staff, but. You always got to be leery of, you know, one guy doing the wrong thing and you, mm-hmm. you're going to get in trouble. For it. And he just one person does one thing. If one person does not, it affects everybody. Right. Mm-hmm. And the mentality nowadays is people don't think ahead. They think in the moment. They don't think what mm-hmm. the grand repercussions are. Like five years down the road, you're going to get sued for something that happened. And you forget all about the thing that happened. So mm-hmm. you got to use your head every day. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I have a correctional officer right now as, as a uh, client. And um, he works at a different facility, but he was actually on video. Um, with several other correctional officers, um, putting an inmate, um, taking him to his cell, and he had, the inmate attacked them. Um, even though he was handcuffed, people said, well, the news reporter was trying to make it look like, you know, the, 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 the CEOs weren't telling the truth. They weren't being truthful because they said, well, he's handcuffed. How could he attack them? Well, they don't understand that, you know, that people can be handcuffed and they can still attack oh, you. Yeah. Head, but, you know, they can slam you into a wall. You know, they can knee you. They can do a lot of things, you know. But I, I don't think society really understands what a tough job this is. They, mm. What their perception is, is, like a good example, you watch the movie Shawshank Redemption, which is a fabulously made movie. Um, it, it, the setting, the actors, everything is good. But that's a jail. That's a prison. That's a real prison where people are doing life, you know. But you might have lifers that actually stop, stop by, right? Oh, yeah. <laughs> but, yeah. Mm. I know when I worked there, we had three murderers in there. We had the uh, Terry Milan and um, two other brothers. They had killed the, uh, a doctor in Tewksbury, Dr. Mahoney, his wife and his son. And they mm. stole guns. I mean, these were bad people. It was New Year's Eve. They, they went into the house. They stole it. Mm. They were stealing a gun collection. They killed They killed these three people, a family, you know. And when I worked there, they were up in the jail at the time. And, um, you know, I was just a young guy right out of the army, 22 years old, 23. And um, it was just... Um, you know, it was eye opening, and, and mm-hmm. I can only imagine, um, you know, doing that for thirty years. Um, it's it just, it, it's got to be stressful. Yeah. yeah how do you handle your? Well, how do you handle your stress? <clears throat> uh, humor mostly. Yeah. Humor, <laughs> travel, Surprise. cigars. Yeah. Like that. <laughs> cigars. Well, I've got, well, got a great <laughs> sense of humor. I mean, he's got to be one of the funniest people yeah. I've ever met. But yeah, yeah so you do hit it. Yeah, it's Kara, 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 same way. Yeah. Yeah. Pretty. Yeah. Straightforward with that. Yeah. You just think of everything and you say in the real world this wouldn't happen, but it is happening. So mm-hmm. 
you can't you know wrap your head most people can wrap their head around mm, so i really yeah. we don't talk about it like outside because no one will believe what we're telling them stuff like mm, that yeah, on, you know, yeah. so. well bob i like what you said about verbal judo um you know you know we had a couple guests on our on our, our show, you know, from corrections and actually our old producer, he gave us a uh, look at from, a, a, you know, from the inmates side of yeah, point yeah, of view. Yeah. yeah. And, and it seemed, seems to me that everybody wants to get along. Everybody's just there to do their thing. Corrections officers, inmates, obviously you got some, you know, people who go off the deep end, yep. but um, that verbal judo, or I, I guess that's, that's a good, good way to say it or that, or that verbal calming down or verbal agreeance, I guess, yes. agree agreeing to uh, yes. agreement against each other right. with each other listen this is where i live this is where i gotta stay this is your job of work let's make this easy right. i guess that's that contract that you guys have like um un kind of uh unannounced type contract that right. you guys yeah, sure. work together right but but if someone has a bad day if, if it takes like hey can i call my mother or my girlfriend and see if they're coming to visit something like that or can i call someone a bill out of here no if it doesn't affect anything against the rules. So if you can mm -hmm. handle it, you just handle it. You know what I mean? There you go. Yeah. So, and then you get the person out there. At least they, they calm down if they speak to someone. Right. You know, you, I try, I don't invite them. I try to promise them what I know I can do for them, stuff like that. But yeah. most of the people, they're very appreciative. Like they, I have guys now still coming back from 20 years ago. I was in Cambridge and they remember me and say, hey, thank oh. you for looking out for me, stuff like that. And just had a bad, bad turn in life. That's also yeah. right. Right. It ain't my job to judge them. It's, nope. it's almost like basically the old Westerns like sheriff or something like that, you, you know, you hold the guy in, in the jail until he goes to the court, something right. like that. It's, it's yeah. really rough. The job is to get him to court. And that's yep. it. Make sure they like get Mayberry safe. RFP, yeah, yeah. you know? Make sure they get to court <laughs> safely, you know? No, no one's being cooking meals, oh, yeah. though, right? No. Yeah. How's the food yeah. out there, by the way? <laughs> <laughs> Better than most places. Right, it was. I remember. Yeah, yeah, yeah. When I worked there, I was single and uh, I couldn't wait to go to work just to eat, you know, <laughs> I'd have like three meals in, in one night. Right. <laughs> well, it's, but, it's a job that they feed you at, right, guys? Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, you can take a water out and deliver and stuff like yeah. that, you know, bring something. Nice. Yeah. Good, good, yeah, good. I, the, the other thing, too, I, I, the question I want to ask you about is the, um, uh, not the question, but the uh they're human beings i like what you said about that um you know bob and you said that that um they, they just had a tough break most yeah. of them did most of them right. um 90 so yeah 95 percent of them just had a bad break yeah. drugs alcohol um maybe right. a mental breakdown they did something exactly. stupid and you know but but they're, they're just human beings trying to want to get out and i like that you said that that I treat them like a human being, or, or you said something along those lines. Yeah. And, yeah, and right. that is great to understand that. Now, is that training? Is that uh, something? Cause yeah, it's training. They, they, they don't train you to, you know, the, like he said, like, you know, drag people out of cells. We don't, that's the last thing we want to do is okay. they, I guess force cell move. We don't want to get into that stuff off, you know, yeah. people and spraying people. If we have, we don't want, that's the last thing because it's, it's all reports and you're always, uh, Second guest the next day it, it, yeah. and, and lost. You know, I'm into pension, not suspension. As good, all you young guys out there listening, yeah, <laughs> make sure pension, not suspension. Right. Especially you have wife or kids, or you're paying, you know, ex wife. Or something. So, I mean, that's you, you know, you gotta look at that too. You know, you can't afford to lose your job. And, and they train you this way, especially nowadays, all the stuff they train with, but people just get caught up in the moment we'll say yeah, and that's yeah. it you know, but they gotta realize that it could be their brother it could be their uncle it could be anyone in jail so would you want someone like you know beat uh, treating your uncle with disrespect something no you wouldn't right, so right yeah and yeah, i think it's yeah. important to know like you know there are like like in any field you know there are people that are overzealous yeah. ceos 
that don't have a lot of respect for the inmates. I mean, yeah. you, you know, they're not going to last there. They're, they're yeah. not. Not only are they putting themselves in a, in a bad situation, they're putting their brother and sister officers in a bad situation yeah. Yeah. by yeah. acting yeah. like an asshole, by, yeah. by yeah. treating yeah. someone bad. Yeah. You know, it's so easy to, to let somebody make a phone call, you know, to, to um, you know, listen to, listen to their problem. What's your problem? You know, well, you need this. Mm -hmm. I need that. I need clean sheets or blankets or whatever. Hey, you know, what's the big deal? Just do it, yeah. you know, yeah. because... Yeah. Whether they appreciate it or not, it's not really not, not really the reason you're doing it. You're just doing it because you'd want it done for you if you were yeah, in their position. Yeah. Exactly. You know? exactly. Even as a cop, I, I I always went the extra mile to help people because that's kind of why you're there. I mean, there are plenty of people that were complete, you know, uh, vicious, uh, arrogant, mean, mm -hmm. uh, violent. You know, no, you I didn't go out of my way for them. But yeah, I yeah. would definitely try to make the situation easier by if, if there was something I could do. To calm them down, I would do it, you know. Yeah. But I think it's good if you can get respect. If you can get respect from people that are doing time that have a lot of other problems, the last mm. thing they need is right. Is somebody, they don't. somebody yeah. up their ass, giving them a hard time just because they can. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. You know? Podfather, real quick, we're going to take a break here, and okay. on the on the on the on the flip side of the commercial, um, let's talk a little bit about how you deal with stress, how you guys, you and your wife, deal with, or your 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 fiance deal with. Um, you know, coming in and out of, out of the, the, out of the jail, you know, you get to, you get to get out of jail, but you are in jail most of your, your day. So let's talk about the stress of that and how you guys do it as a team and, um, you know, work, work together. Right. Podfather. Hey everyone. We'll be back answering the call sponsored by FirstNet, built by AT&T. We'll be right back. You're first. First to respond. First to put others' lives before your own. And in an emergency, you need a network that puts you first, that connects you to technology, to each other, and to other agencies. Build with and for first responders. FirstNet, the only congressionally authorized wireless network for first responders. Because putting you first is our job. Since 1992, Genesis House has been helping real people heal from addiction on their private recovery campus in beautiful Palm Beach County, Florida. Their family-owned program is accredited by the Joint Commission and offers detox and dual diagnosis treatment in a comfortable and confidential setting. At Genesis House, they focus on treating the underlying causes of addiction. Their comprehensive approach includes psychiatric care, individual and small group therapy, trauma healing techniques, and holistic care including yoga, massage, and animal-assisted therapy. After treatment, their clients enjoy the lifelong support of a nationwide network of Genesis House alumni. Call Genesis House today at 1-800-737-0933 to speak with someone who understands. Visit them on the web at www.genesishouse.net. It's time to start your journey to a long and successful recovery. Hey everybody, welcome back. Answering the call, the First Responders Podcast, brought to you by FirstNet, built by AT&T. I am the podfather, Mike Miles, here with my good friend. Jersey Ed guys here. And, uh, Ed and Deputy Superintendent Robert Bob Pacheco. Yes. <laughs> and real quick, guys, I want to give you a, um, a, a quick phone number here uh, for um, copline.org. Um, it's it's a 1-800-COPLINE. Uh, That's one 800 
267-5463. That's an important number. If there's any problems, any issues, you're not feeling well, you're you're thinking crazy thoughts, you want to, you know, not be not not live anymore. You know, I don't want to mention the S word, but suicide, guys, that is real part of our lives as first responders. Um, and please call one 800 cop line one 800 267 5463 or go to copline.org. There is a bunch of great volunteers over there who's been there, done it, um, and and survived through it, and um, you know, or, or just had those thoughts. Um, they are here to help you guys. So just please, you know, get a hold of that. Um, and then uh Podfather, we're gonna have Stephanie Samuels on the show who who got this um this whole line together a couple weeks. So keep looking for that too. And she's gonna tell us all about the the cop line information so can't wait yeah that's yeah, um yeah, yeah. And, I, and i know for a fact you know people i know i know a lot of people in corrections and police and ems and uh <clears throat> you know they offer a discount for um for ems workers and, and first responders and and you know um to have that to have that option to to to, to use their product um mm -hmm. you know because you're always going to have it it's no matter what happens you're, you're going to have communications yeah, which is yeah. important you know Absolutely, just think, absolutely. Just think if you didn't have your phone, if you couldn't communicate, you know, um, at one time we didn't even care. We'd throw a dime in a little phone dial away. Nowadays, I mean, these these are our lifeline. This is what we do every day. It's amazing. Yeah, yeah absolutely, absolutely. So good, good. And then, uh, well, back to the health and wellness, guys. Um, yeah. they, they, we we, uh, we spoke before the show, um, uh, you know, Bob, uh, what? How do you pronounce your last name, Bob? Pachico. Pachico, like Chancho. Pachico, yo, you know. Pachico. Pachico is Portuguese. Pachico. All right, but Bob, Bob is a corrections officer, um, and uh, we. I want to. I'm always fascinated because I'm. I am not a first responder. Just to let you guys and everybody knows that. Kind of if you're listen, watching to, to listen to the show, but. How do you guys, you and your, especially you and your wife, God, God, Podfather, you know, it was just you in the house as a first responder, but can you imagine coming mm -hmm. home with your wife being a first responder? And and there has to be some kind of really good open communication or you guys just hate each other and you slam doors all day long. That would be the other option I'm yeah, guessing, yeah, but, um, <laughs> but how do you guys do take care of your health and well-being? Well, the one, one thing is going to be that, uh, well, she's on another shift. So she's okay. working days, I work nights over so We'll be swapping off with the baby now. Oh, okay. Between, but then, you know, on weekends or uh, Friday, Saturday, she has off and I have the weekends and, you know, we'll have to make up for it then with the, take the kid and stuff like that. But you know, it's, it, the only plus to it is the fact that, you know, we, we know what goes on at work. So we will bounce stuff off each other, talk. Like she could tell me I, I can relate to what she's saying and stuff like that. So we're almost on the same page, basically, what goes on and stuff like that. And, you know, I know she had a bad day or, you know, if I if I don't want to talk about something, she knows something happened or something, you know. But it's easy to talk to someone who knows the job, mm. usually. You know, so that's the one plus to it, you know. But mm -hmm. you know, stress wise, I mean, you know, if people got to see like if people come see Mike, whoever, you know, there's nothing embarrassing about it, nothing wrong about it. When you talk to someone, you talk to someone. That's the way I look at it. You know, mm -hmm. everyone has their own way. If you have to do it, you do it. Right, Paul uh, Mian, who was on the show several weeks ago um he was the eap at the sheriff's department um you know he got overwhelmed uh, it was just type of job that you can't walk through uh, the building without somebody you know it's out of sight out of mind they see yeah. you all of a sudden they have a problem that they were thinking of yeah. and so you paul couldn't take three steps without somebody jumping on him right. wanting to tell him his problems so he got away from that and um 
I actually ended up with the job right. and um, it was great. I, I enjoyed it. Um, I, I knew a lot of the people, um, but I really believe back in my day when I worked there, or even when I was a cop, we didn't have any AP program. Um, mm-hmm. You know, um, if you had problems, which I did, um, you, you, you kind of just had to navigate through life and find somebody to help you. I was lucky to find people in AA that didn't yeah. judge me and help me. But I think now there's, there is a program um in place in most places um some places don't but most places do have it Mm -hmm. because people are understanding that the number one profession of of, with with suicide and depression is corrections the number one um uh, profession with people that have uh, marital problems divorce is uh corrections and you know addiction life life expenses went up to 59 i looked at yesterday 59 57 congratulations (laughs) in the in the average the average person's average white male is going to live to be about 78 yeah and you know that's 20 years you're looking at 19 20 years i mean jesus that's that's not a good when you tell a young person coming right out of the academy that it's 22 years old that means nothing to them 59 I won't even. That's make a long time. time. That's right. an old man. But then you hit fifty-five, and you go, Jesus, that's four years away. Yep. Mm-hmm. You know, and um, I think a lot of people. Let's talk about retirement. I think a lot of people retire from that job because you can retire after twenty years. Fifty percent of the fifty percent of your pay, which sounds good, but if you if your lifestyle is you're used to working overtime and making yeah. some yeah. good dough, and you yeah. retire, I mean, you you better have something college. else to do, yeah, yeah, right? Job, yeah. You, you know, you retire at forty years old, but then. What are you gonna do? Now you gotta start another career. All over. Got another career, yeah, yeah. yeah. So you're better yeah. off just staying. But had you thought of retirement at all? Yeah, yeah, yep, yep. They, they taught before I actually started this job. I get laid off every year, so I had to get a job of benefits. Right, you were a teacher, right, <laughs> right, right, right. Oh uh, wow. You go back to doing that yeah, I go back to that. Yeah, yeah. I just from when I started, and nothing. He knows I'm talking about. I won't mention names, but you know, if someone had a problem, like someone would drop a dime on them while in work, and then the EEP person, they finally had one when I first started working. He'd show up and walk into like the chow hall and go sit next to the mic. Yeah. So everyone else on the ship goes, hey, he's got a problem. Right. Right. Now, I mean, now they've gotten 10 times better. They meet people off the grounds, you know, right. Dunkin' Donuts, they'll go to their house yeah. and stuff like that. It's big push for officer wellness now, and that, which has been very helpful to a lot of people in the, in the department, yeah. especially. Yeah. Yeah. I like that officer wellness. That's what we need to hear more and more of because um, it's it's a world apart from you, 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 um, and Podfather. As far as you know, as far as that goes, um, you know, Podfather just mentioned. I, you know, I had to navigate the system myself. Bob, you said you know EAP, you know wellness. There was no officer wellness back when you got sober, Podfather. It was just get on the job. This is what we did. What'd you call choir practice, right? You guys right. went to choir practice. You drank. And that was it. That's how you guys dealt with it. But now the 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 turnaround and and just where it's at with with where you're at today, Bob is is amazing. You know, well, just completely amazing. You know, thirty three decades. It's gone light years ahead now. Right. Because you want to mm-hmm. offer the inmates all these programs, but you got to offer the staff the programs mm-hmm. too. Because right. the staff you need to watch the inmates right. and stuff That's like right. that. So yeah. it goes both yeah. ways. And they've actually Absolutely. been very very big. I, Mike and Jane were there for several years, and they were tremendous, tremendous. Yeah. Jane McKeon, yeah, yeah. yeah, she's yeah. in the room next door yeah. right now, um, with somebody you know that that doesn't work here, but he's a firefighter from a, another another county. Right. But I I think it's important when you're in this type of work, counseling, um, doing therapy, um, that if you know what you're talking about, in other words, if you've been there, if you've worn a uniform, right. people trust you more. I mean, you know. It's hard to go see a therapist if you haven't thoughts of suicide 
knowing that you have a license to carry a firearm, whether as a policeman or a correctional officer or a firefighter, and mm-hmm. knowing that now you're going to confide in some some hippie therapist that's got incense burning and <laughs> you know posters of uh, Che Rivera on the wall or, <laughs> or Fidel Castro. You know, I mean, they're not going to, you know, society in general, especially nowadays, they don't look at police or corrections as role models. I mean, mm-hmm. you know, I wouldn't I wouldn't want to be a, a cop standing in the middle of Minnesota, a town in Minnesota right now, Ferguson, no. Missouri or someplace, because you know what? They get no respect. They no. take They just took over a town. Excuse me. Where where um where uh, Floyd was murdered. They took yes. over a section of that town. They're not letting police in there. I, what, yeah. what country are we living in? Are we in I Russia? Know. I mean, I know. This, this to me is so disturbing. And we have an administration that sits there, do nothing about it. This is changing the face of America. Mm. You know, I just want to say that the, the color of someone's skin should not decide whether the police are going to go in and, and help the people that are living there. That, that to me is just completely bogus. Mm. And it's going to change because if it doesn't change one way, it's going to change another. And it won't be good. Not, not yeah. to question the police. There's a lot one, but, mm-hmm. but this is where I come up with the big picture. So uh, George Floyd, he had a fake $20 bill. I mean, is it worth all that for a fake $20 right. bill? Call the Secret Service, let them deal right. with something like right. that. You know? Right, and then, right. Uh, Look where we're Yeah, but who's the yeah. other guy? That they, shot, they stole a candy bar. Yeah. And the guy in big New Mike. York City, they yeah. choked him out for loose cigarettes. I mean, yeah. mm-hmm. in the grand scheme of things, that's the biggest problems in America or the world today. Right. <laughs> right. But people well, are fed into yeah. it. are fed into yeah. it like it's, it's yeah. like it happens all the time. It doesn't yeah. happen all the time. No. No, the media is who I blame for a lot of yeah. what's going on. Yeah, you know? there's a lot more good things that happen with the first responders right. and there are bad. Listen, oh, exactly. bad things are going to happen no matter what. It, yeah. It's just yeah. it's just part of life. And, right. and uh, you know, but we also have to keep an eye on it. We have to keep vigil about it, too, and make sure Absolutely. that we're not doing the same mistake over. Um, and, and of course, you know, make sure that that officer or whatever didn't go right. too far. Right. Not that I'm not I'm sticking up for the bad guys, but no, there no. are bad guys in every profession. Absolutely. If it's cops, if it's robbers, right. if it's yeah. uh, you know Home Depot workers, whatever it is, there's going to be a bad right. guy in every profession. There really is. So well, you know. I look at what's going on now. Your money, right? <laughs> <laughs> in New York, New York with Governor Cuomo. I mean, never mind the 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 infidelity or whatever. All the things he's being accused of just look at the nursing home deaths and what he did and the arrogance of this man to, to go on and, and not even want to take any responsibility for putting people with COVID into nursing homes where those, they were the most vulnerable the most vulnerable of people that are going to catch this which they did and died which they did and you know what where, where is the government where where are these people that are screaming black lives matter what about elderly lives matter what about your grandparents that that weren't that, excuse me, they needed some help. They didn't need to go to a nursing home to die because as a result of COVID. And you know what? No one does a thing about it. It's just, it's amazing to me that this, this is the country we're living in now. Not just that, they, they just that really, but cut off your nose and spite your face. Yeah, it. right. Trump's, not, you know, Trump, but not the fanatic like some people, but they sent a Navy ship into the harbor and they opened up the Jacob Javits Center to put these people in and they put two people in the place. Right. They didn't want to use them because he sent <laughs> them he in. Sent right. them. Right. His name was yeah, I know. It's crazy. <laughs> it's crazy. And, you know, it, the world, I mean, listen, we can't all, we, we can't, right. can't all agree on the same thing all the time, every yeah. time, but 
you know, I think uh, what we have to do for wellness of everybody is kind of look at what's the middle. What, ca- how can we meet in the middle? Have My we, views, your views, yeah. and let's let's make the you know let's make the right decision for everybody because everybody's on a different side of the aisle, and that's okay. That's how this country works. But when there's somebody, you know, when, when we have to start making decisions, and this is just my opinion, when we have to start making decisions, we need from both sides so we can make one good decision. You know what I mean? And, right. But there's really um, no happy medium right now because- No, there's not. It's, it's, it's a media, but when I was growing up, we never had these real problems, stuff like that, nope. you know, race problems, anything like that. Nope. And uh, political stuff was never, you know, I don't care if you're a Democrat, whatever you Doesn't are. Matter, it's right. your right to be that way. And, I can accept your opinion, your whatever you right, have. Right. Um, perfect example, date myself, the uh, Michael J. Fox show, the mother of five real liberals, and he was an ultra conservative yeah, Ronald Reagan. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They, yeah. All, they all get along, and it, it, it's people what people are wearing. And now it's right. like they're right. trying to taint people and put, push them into a corner and, and label them a certain name, and it, it shouldn't be right. done that way. Royal we need we need more right. shows like that. I'm glad you brought that up. We need more right. shows like that yeah, so right. people can live under the same roof the same yeah. way. You know, both what sides I, of the you know, get both sides right. of the story. Right. Yeah, a, yeah. Why not? Right, you know, truth that. Right. Yeah. I have exactly. a daughter. Yeah. I have a daughter and a sister who are very very liberal, and you know they they want <laughs> They if I had a Trump T-shirt on, they they they'd go crazy. Like, kiddingly, you know, but. You know, Dad. People are gonna they're gonna laugh at you. People are gonna think you're an idiot. You know, and, <laughs> and, and I'm like, well, they they probably already do, but <laughs> but you can handle it. But I I really think I I'm just hoping for these next four to eight years, whatever's going on, that this can get under control. Right. Because when you have a job in uniform and you have to go to work and stop and get gas, or your neighbors know what you do, you should not be labeled because one person made a right. horrible decision. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you know, we're going to change yeah. all the policing because of one police officer. What are you kidding me? No. You know, if we're going to do that, let's change all of all our government because you got a governor in New York who's you couldn't find a worse guy as far as I'm concerned. And you know what? That he's still there. So silver spoon and and, and silver spoon. Living <laughs> off his father's name. Yes, exactly, <laughs> exactly. Yeah, and and that's so true, Podfather. You know, we we have to. I don't know. You know, there, there's no, there's no right or wrong. We're, we're you know, the show is going to close up here in a minute or two and we're not going to solve the world's problems. We're just yeah. giving our, our views. Right. And this is nobody else's views. This is just individual kind of of us kind of trying to think things through. And, and that's what we have to do. Think things through. Just like you said at the beginning of the show, um, you know, um, Bob, that sometimes we make a dumb decision and you end up where you shouldn't be. You know what I mean? And yep. you just have to help these people get to where, where they're at. And I'm not talking about death or whatever, but I'm just talking about, you know, drugs, alcohol, and, and, and you, you, your inmates end up there. And, um, but we, but we have to fix things. You know, we can't, we can't be against each other our whole lives and, and we have to fix things and racism is real and, and sexism and all that stuff is real. It really is real out there. And, uh, let, let's, let's just come so to a, an agreement and I, w- I would love to abolish it all. I'd love to get rid of everything and just live happily ever after, but you know what? That's, <laughs> That's not going to happen. Real, That's right. the fucking fantasy world, you know? Well, and, I'll uh, just say this, you know? Our audience for answering the call, the First Responders Podcast, sponsored by FirstNet, built by AT&T. Most of our listeners will be agreeing with what we're saying because they have to wear the uniform. I guarantee you there's a cop, there's a fireman, there's a correctional officer, there's an EMS, ambulance attendant, whatever, that has been looked at, frowned on, talked bad about, maybe even spit out or assaulted because they're wearing a uniform 
with mm-hmm. a badge or with an emblem or with a U.S. flag on it. Yeah. And you know what? What does that say to our, the future generation who might want to? Be, when I was a kid, everybody wanted to be a cop or a fireman. All my friends, what are you going to do when you get older? I want to be a cop. I want to be a fireman. Someday, nobody, even right now, these academies, they can't fill them. You can't get enough people. Nobody wants to put their neck out there. Mm. The armed services, same thing. 1% of society joins the armed services to protect this country of ours. Mm. Less than 1%. And you know what? You, the government still can't treat these veterans properly, give them what they need. You know, they can give millions and billions of dollars to other countries that yeah. have nothing to do with us, but they can't take care. I have vets. I have clients that, are, that, that, that live on a paycheck monthly. That can barely get by, and they they gave three or four years of their lives in Vietnam, mm-hmm. in Korea. You know, it's just it's very disturbing. Yeah. But yeah, we're here for you. Good. We're yeah, here absolutely. for you. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Uh, one more question before we go. I just hey, Mike. To... Mike, is that the microphone? Put that down. You're is making a really awful noise. <laughs> I just want. Um, I just want... <laughs> so, Bob, you, you you have a future. A couple more years. What's your plan? Ah, uh, well, you got at least two to get to fifty-five. Yeah. And then probably a little bit longer than that. I'd say, you know, probably like 57. Right. And your lovely, significant other, Kara. I mean, you're going to make sure she keeps working, right? Oh, yeah. She'll be fine. Kara, are you watching this? Listen I'll be going to get two minutes, right? <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, no, okay. Reach out. Well, you're, you're, a, you're a lucky man. Yeah. You you have a you have a, a beautiful little son, uh, and you have two daughters as well. Yep. yep. And you have a, a, a beautiful um, Fiance, significant other. I saw the diamond. It's in the cow. It's beautiful. Uh, it's like three carrots yeah. or something. <laughs> well, um, over time, he's working. <laughs> yeah. uh, I just want to say, I know Bob pretty well. We smoke cigars. We talk. His personality, if you could if you could bottle his personality and the way he looks at life and the way he talks and handles people, you know what? We'd all be better off if we could take a dose of that every day. And I mean, Amen. That. Amen. That's what Amen. we need. Well, yeah. Well, guys, this has been a good show. Bob, thank you so, so much for coming on. And, uh, you know, um, it, it's just uh, just amazing. Podfather, great, great guest. Um, you know, just uh, stay safe in your uh, in your 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 work over there. We we appreciate what you do for us. Thank you. I appreciate it. Yeah. Podfather? Well, answering the call, the first responders podcast sponsored by FirstNet, built by AT&T. Stay safe, everybody. Stay safe, guys. That concludes this episode of Answering the Call, the First Responders Podcast. Thanks to Genesis House, FirstNet, built with AT&T, for supporting those on the path to recovery and keeping this valuable resource free for all our friends in recovery. Follow us on Facebook for past shows and updates and enjoy free access to twice-daily support meetings. Brought to you by Genesis House and the Friends in Recovery. If you can't get enough of Mike, the podfather, Jersey Ed, and Skyler, you can catch them on Friends in Recovery, the Addiction Recovery Podcast. Available on Facebook, Podbean, iTunes, YouTube, iHeartRadio, and GenesisHouse.net.